Hello, this is Scott Jens. Welcome to Sandbox Stories. Sandbox Story 3, Applying the Infinite Game to the Business of Optometry. Simon Sinek is a renowned author. In 2020, his latest book was published, The Infinite Game, months later than it was anticipated, but it was worth the wait. Sinek is known for incredibly insightful human theories that apply to business. I'll summarize his best work leading up to The Infinite Game before we dig in. In 2009, a book put him on the map called Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. In it, he summarized how the evolution of the human brain matches the psychologic and physiologic responses to business actions and company brands, specifically focusing on inspiring others by communicating your business's why, to excite and drive your teams, and to win customers. He summarized that emotions win over reason every time they go up against one another. In his 2013 book, Leaders Eat Last, he expressed some of the most important characteristics that should be demonstrated by those who hope to lead others. And that is to take excellent care of the people in the business so they can take care of the numbers for the business. The Infinite Game took a long time to write because Sinek took a circuitous path to determining the actual need to write it. There are a number of interesting backstories, including his involvement with a military group, as well as his reading of a 1980s book that outlined the differences between games that have finite outcomes versus those that have infinite paths. Let's get into the core philosophy. Finite games are those which have known players, fixed rules, and agreed upon objectives. Like in football or baseball, the goal is to win. Over the last 30 years, American business has become finite-minded. The only way to win is for a business to make its investors money. Infinite games consist of known and unknown players. The rules are changeable, and the objective is to perpetuate the game. Unlike a finite game, there is no winner. As Sinek has said in an interview, no one wins in marriage. No one is number one in friendship and you don't win business because there is no finish line. As finite-minded companies focus on shareholder wins, there are many potential losers, often the very employees who work on behalf of the shareholders. Maximizing profits, even when the key definition of winning, might come at the risk of breaking rules, or at least becoming unethical. If you know the story of how Wells Fargo employees behave by creating fake new customer accounts, as unearthed in a 2016 investigation, you'll understand. This effort to push the business forward ultimately cost them a $3 billion settlement. To become infinite-minded means you are inspired to create continuity and longevity for your business. Infinite businesses may still achieve great revenue and profit levels, but it's not the primary reason they exist. In an infinite business, the leadership aims for trust, innovation, and cooperation all of which set up the business for the long haul. Finite businesses are often so focused on one thing that they miss bigger opportunities 
that aren't directly in their expected path of progress. For example, the publishing industry didn't invent Amazon, and the auto industry didn't come up with Tesla. Infinite businesses are adaptable because they allow themselves to look for signs of change. They can bend and weave to where they need to go. Here's an example. Victorinox, which is the maker of Swiss army knives, saw serious reductions of sales after 9-11, when use of pocket knives significantly reduced because they couldn't be as freely carried and were definitely not allowed on an airplane. They adapted to deliver their customers with travel gear, such as rolling bags, watches, and even fragrances. And today, only 35% of its revenue comes from Swiss Army knives. I see optometry businesses as infinitely minded, most of the time. It's very logical for an ECP business owner to be focused on maximizing doctor income and practice profitability, but often they're more measuring themselves on the impact on their community as seen in the visual outcomes of their patients. Many optometry businesses are focused on long-term sustainment as one partner brings in a new partner with hope that the practice will survive in the community forever. Certainly some practices change ownership and sometimes practice owners sell to deliver financial security, but that doesn't make optometry any less infinitely minded. Now let's cover the basic tenets of an infinite business as written by Sinek in the book. When you read the book yourself, you'll learn more about each of these and understand that accomplishing each of them will drive infiniteness. Number one, have a just cause. Be clear about what you stand for and be willing to sacrifice for it. To me, optometry is about driving better quality of life through the care of eyes and vision, which is a deeply meaningful cause. Number two, develop trusting teams. Create a business where your people are safe enough to try and make mistakes without fear of retribution. This is really hard to do and it requires constant attention to the people by the leader. In eye care, this means developing an organization that doesn't allow silos of technicians separate from opticians who are apart from office staff. Far too many eye care practices have an undercurrent of distrust between teams and often the doctor owner is at the core due to lack of involvement in building trust. Number three, find a worthy rival. Keep in mind that infinite games can have one to many competitors and that all of them should drive you, but finding one competitor that shows you your weakness and makes you strive to be better is critical. Remember that it's not a goal to beat the rival, but instead build plans that improve your business systems to get one step ahead. In the case of eye care practices, a rival might be a business that does television ads for two-for-one glasses sales or online vision testing systems, all of which should be motivation to take on new approaches. Number four, perform an existential flex. This means it's okay to have a playbook and to move forward on your plans, but if your existence requires you to modify your path or flex, then existentially flex. Remember, Victorinox shifted their business deliverable. Their story might push you to look at building a specialty section in your practice or to adopt telehealth processes or to implement new systems for patients to experience your goods or services. If your existence depends on it, flex. And five, develop courageous leadership. This means saying no to flighty ideas that might bring more money now, knowing it will divert your attention from the just cause. 
Your people want to follow leaders who are committed to the long haul, and that means you have to show commitment to the cause and also have their backs. Stay true to your goals. Courage might come in the form of changing staff because you identify a real problem maker who also happens otherwise to be a great employee or to take a temporary pay reduction to meet the financial needs of the business. It might even mean identifying a partner for your business that will ultimately allow that person to become a new leader of the team so you can take a back seat. In my business experience, particularly in our eye care software business, we worked hard at all of these. First, we had a very pure just cause, which was to improve the lives of our users of the software so they could have an easier time seeing their patients. We spent an inordinate amount of time building trust between teams by delivering information sharing at leadership meetings and allowing anyone in the business to speak to anyone else. There wasn't any challenge in finding worthy rivals because as the new company in the market, we were up against all of them. But our goal was always to be a good and fair competitor so we could be seen as worthy in the eyes of the market. In 2015, we flexed and became more than a software company, offering other business improvement services that were specifically tailored for our software users. And then there's the aspect of courageous leadership. I consider myself to be a decent leader, but it's all learned through experience. I had the good fortune of sitting beside many of optometry's shining leaders. I can think of people like Stan Yamani, Pat Cummings, Kenji Hamada, Dory Carlson, and Ann Hoshite, just to name a few. But the ultimate act of leadership in my experience was knowing when to step away from leadership. It happened in my practice and in my software company. In neither case did I have a specific plan to leave. It was simply a matter of circumstance. And it's humbling to leave a happy staff and customers on the side when you choose to go away. I would never call my own actions courageous, but I can say that I did the right thing by not standing in the way of the pursuit of progress by others. And to me, that's the purest act of driving toward infiniteness that I can imagine. The moral of the story is to shift your mindset to infiniteness. Profits are good, but enduring meaning is better. If you can't be a winner at life, you can be a winner at doing good. Be willing to constantly improve, pursue a journey that advances your cause, and push yourself to lead courageously. That's what the infinite game is all about. Until my next sandbox story, be great at all you do.